0: Hey everyone, my name is Sumble Siddiqui. And I'm Alana Mallon and we are two new Cambridge City Counselors and this is our weekly podcast. Women are here. We're here and uh awake barely. <laughs> it's been a long week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody I so I said to somebody last night, I <laughs> God it's Friday tomorrow, and they were like, Yeah, no, it's tomorrow is Thursday. I know. I was devastated. Same. Like
1: I almost started to cry. Yeah, I did cry. <laughs> Just kidding, people. Okay, so uh, there's a new movie out, uh, and it's called Smart. It looks so good. So we watched the trailer right before our Monday meeting. Like, <laughs> when we were prepping for the meeting. We were like, like hold on, hold on, hold on. We hold on. had kind of a meeting with others, and then like w- literally someone walked in on us watching the trailer, <laughs> and we were like, oh, oh one um, second.
0: Hold on. <laughs> but it's like a girl high school movie, like the end of high school, the last day of high school, and it's like directed by a woman, written by women starring women I'm
1: into it yeah yeah and uh so it opens tonight so let's just go let's just go so it's about two ner- nerdy girls right yeah, really who nerdy. like
0: really try like just did a bunch of homework they get got into, awesome like, grades they got know, into great schools yeah but then they want to prove that they're fun so they're yeah. going to take this last day of school and like go
1: they're like we should just go to a party <laughs> that was totally me I went to one party in high school what maybe two I didn't I didn't go to any parties really. Like I I went to prom and I went to junior prom and I didn't I really yeah, I was such a loser. No, you weren't. <laughs> I was. It's okay though. Did like do people have house parties here? I mean there were the popular kids who like went to the golf course or went to oh, like right. you know what they did they went to Russell Field uh-huh. area and uh-huh. like until you stuff. got busted up by the cops. I just didn't do any
0: of that. I was I I mean I was those kind of parties make me nervous though we had like in Natick you would go to the like reservation (laughs) and you would have to traipse through the woods oh god and it was always a little dicey yeah it's not a good idea as a high school girl to traipse through the woods to a party (laughs) just FYI any of the high school girls that are out there just please don't don't do that Mm -mm. we did have like
1: theater parties oh my god God somebody created sets. <laughs> like like the the like oh god. Oh man, getting flashbacks. But I was still kind of cool. See, I think kids are cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, my range days. Anyway, you're going to go are, see it tonight? I think I'm going to go see it tonight with a friend. Um so Lisa Kudrow's in it. I know your favorite. She's in friends. She's, Phoebe. She's I,
0: she's the mom. She's the mom <laughs> of one of the girls. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's another some
1: the guy oh god. He's Olivia Wilde's jason jason not bateman mm-mm. jason something hits his husband her husband olivia wilde oh yeah, she's, yeah, the, yeah. she's the she's director. the director mm-hmm. yeah anyway if you go see you guys should all go see it it's playing at apple sambal's <laughs> favorite <laughs> my favorite <laughs> movie theater so i was over in uh, north cambridge uh, recently i last saturday i went to the baby U graduation at the peabody school and it was awesome. So for those of you who don't know, Baby you is an innovative program designed for parents with children pre- prenatal to age three. And the program aims to increase parents' knowledge on a variety of child-rearing topics, strengthen parent-child relationships, break parental isolation, and connect parents to beneficial community resources. And it's a 16-week program, and it offers... Um, 10 weeks of workshops followed by five weeks of play groups and parents are supported with six to eight home visits that's a lot yeah and so there's various key parenting messages reinforced throughout the 16 weeks so it was their graduation and so it was awesome to see the the parents up there with their little babies and
0: i'm told this is the event of the season yes like it's the feel-good moment of the year yeah
1: it was it It's amazing that we have, it really reflects the diversity of our city. The parents who came up all said a welcome in a different language. Yeah, and their babies were just so cute. So, so cute. My ovaries hurt. I was like, oh my god. I ping, want kids. (laughs) And yeah, it was a great, great um, ceremony and so many of this, there's a few speakers who just talked about how important it was to to meet other parents and, you know, to to not, to kind of learn these tools that make you a good parent because if you don't have that much support right uh you you don't know what you're doing and so especially um, if you don't
0: have family living nearby yeah it it is really isolating to have a brand new baby and you you somehow feel like i should have i should know how to do all this stuff and then you just are in like the shame spiral like yeah maybe i think everybody else has figured this out and so just
1: being around other parents who also don't have it figured out is really powerful yeah and there was a dad group too oh cool and they're like just talking to each other about how oh i love that yeah yeah so it's a great program it's based on like a it was counselor and former mayor reeves who went uh, when he was on the city council was a part committee. of the harlem children's children's zone, zone. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and we talked about you know the, the speeches also talked about how this program should be in all communities uh and i was cambridge yeah i was speaking at a different thing later that day and someone from Boston was there and they're like, oh my God, this is so innovative. Like, can we, we've been doing this for a long yeah, time about though. 10 years. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh,
0: I have a friend who went through the program with her baby. Oh, good. And she loved it. Yeah. Like she loved it. And her husband loved the dad's group and it was really good for their family. Cause they, they, um, you know, they're not from here. They don't have much family. They do have a, a friend network, but they all, so they have an older daughter and they didn't have anyone who,
1: had, like, a newborn at the same time yeah. as them, so... I was like, I'll do this program. Shoot. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> ten, All right. 15 years? <laughs> no, 10 years, maybe 7 years. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I was like, I do like, know. doing the... Carry the one. <laughs> I'm like, when? <laughs> anyway, so it... um It was a great uh, uh, celebration. Yeah, so I'm I sorry I wasn't I
0: was, there. I was spending the day with my mom.
1: Hey, that's worth it. Mm-hmm. So um so that was my Saturday morning. It was great. I um, did that, and then... What else has been happening this week? So, oh, last night, yes, was so good. So last night, everyone, I hosted a community iftar. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't want to, don't know what an iftar is, iftar is the meal that you have after you've been fasting all day during Ramadan. A, during Ramadan, which is in Islam, the holiest um, period for Muslims, mm-hmm. and so you you we fast from sun up till sundown and nothing passes your lips. Yeah, no, no water, water, no nothing. No coffee, no n- nothing. Uh and you when it hits sundown, you then can have you you can have water mm-hmm. and a date. Usually yeah, people have a date to to, to kind of keep to, them yeah, going. to know to to break the to oh, just okay. after it hits sundown and then you do a prayer. And then you pray. And then you get to have the meal. And so last night we had... Um, thank you so much for coming, by the oh, way. Oh, I was happy
0: to be there. Councilor
1: Mellon was the only counselor who, could, who, who came. So I really appreciated that. Um, we had... Uh, this event was in partnership with the mayor's office. And so we heard uh, from the city manager as well. And then we had come up with a list of uh, speakers. And a huge shout out to my legislative aide who really, like... Sarah, s- rocked she, it. We both um, laughed because we were like, we were so tired because we were both so anxious and didn't sleep the night before. Right, right. That, that's, that's what yeah. happened. And so she was just like, I know this It was this hot is. too last night. Yeah, yeah, it was. So the program started off in the chambers and we had various speakers. We had a Cambridge Police Department officer, Asif Ali, the first Muslim uh, male. I loved po- his speech. Yeah, it was great, it right? It was
0: really good. He was talking about how sometimes he prays at the police department and he talks about being Muslim and he was he was saying to and there was a lot of kids there yeah saying don't hide your religion use it as an opportunity to um to just talk to the community about what being a Muslim is and just don't hide it be proud of it yeah and be yourself be yourself that was awesome it was was, really good
1: brief and um very well spoken and then we heard from um a woman named Halima Khan Madden who First moved to Cambridge in 1969 and worked for many years as an early childhood educator and elementary school teacher in the Cambridge public school system. And she was actually, she was my kindergarten teacher. She was cute. She was really cute. So her daughter was with her, Nadia Madden, who also very accomplished hydrologist, a graduate of MIT.
0: Oh, I wondered how she was, she was really, had a lot of environmental concerns. Yeah, yeah. And the climate change. mm -hmm. Yeah. I I wondered what her background was.
1: And then she, um, then we also heard from this awesome high school student. Oh, no, I loved she's her. She's not a high school. student. No, she graduated. She graduated. She went to the high school. Right. Uh, Dunia Casse, uh, who um, graduated from the public schools, she has a now a master's in social work from Simmons University, and she and, and the mayor, uh, when he was on school committee, worked on making E the holiday in in cambridge
0: yeah she got a big shout out for that last night people were clapping
1: yeah so it was great for her to be there and then we also heard from uh, ruth harvey who's a reverend and she's an american baptist minister and retired pastor from cambridge and she shared a few words as well it was a women heavy speeches and i loved it it's so funny you're just saying that like i didn't notice but now now i'm like now yeah i loved it yeah Yeah, right it was good (laughs) uh and yeah i you know my speech talked a little bit about how you know, the importance of having this tradition and it, it I was so pleased and maybe some of you have seen and heard about this, but um, the first ever iftar on Capitol Hill that just happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the moment when a, a Somali refugee breaks her fast on Capitol Hill and her job, as uh, Congressman Ilhan Omar did, uh, is not something that I think any of us who work for representation and religious freedom will forget.
0: I know you shared that story and then I was like thinking about it and thinking that you are that person mm. for all of those kids that were in that room last night, you know, to see someone who's Muslim, who is an elected leader here in their own hometown. I mean, that's really powerful. And if you think about representation, representation and how it matters to kids and you can't be it if you can't see it, like I, I love that you're thinking that Elon Omar is, is your person, but mm-hmm. you're that person for so many kids. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm honored to be that person. And I hope that, you know, it was amazing last night to have so many people just thank me. And uh, one woman gave me a present. She, she brought... Did. I don't know who this woman is. She was Muslim woman. She just was like, I brought you something. See? She had wrapped it up. And I was like, oh my, I had like tears in my eyes. I was like, thank you. thank you. And yeah, you know, it does matter. And so many people felt so welcome. Right. They were like, we... We feel so supported by the city of Cambridge.
0: And that doesn't just happen. Yeah. It's because of you and and your leadership. Um, And also, I think the city manager last night and the mayor, they both really yeah. talked about how I think the city manager, I've never seen him. He was like really kind of emotional. Yeah. About how this is your city hall. Please come here. We need to hear mm-hmm. from you. This is for you, too. Like, this isn't just for tonight. It's for all the I just was. Yeah.
1: I was, I had never seen him like that. Yeah. I'm so glad he, he really helped out. And so we had over four, 500 people. It was so many people. <laughs> it was really so many. You saw my mom. She looked beautiful. She got so many compliments. She, she loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny.
0: I went to go hug her and she went to go shake my hand. And I was like, oh, I thought we were past this. I love you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. You could ask her about it. Yeah, I will. But yeah, thank you for coming. I think it was a great event and, uh.
0: I'm already looking forward to next year. Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: Um, So you know what I did? Yeah, what did you do? Actually, speaking of your um, parents, um, I went to go volunteer this week at Solutions at Work right on Everton's way. Um, So Solutions at Work is an amazing organization. So they offer homeless or low-income families uh, children's items and professional clothing for new jobs to meet their needs as they achieve self-sufficiency. They also offer financial literacy classes and workshops and support groups. So it's a mostly volunteer-based organization and they're always looking for donations of items, volunteers, financial contributions, um, because they are moving to another location and they're now going to have to start paying rent. And, um, I think they're a little bit stressed about that, but they're an amazing organization. I believe that the membership fee is like $50 a year and you can come in twice a month and just shop, um, for free. And I got to spend two hours with this like two year old girl. So cute. She was so cute. And, we folded baby clothes and put them on shelves for like two hours, and she just talked my ear off, and I loved it. I mean, I could fold baby clothes like for the next week those little tiny ones, so everything and everything. So, like, she would pull something out of the bag and be like, Oh, look at this! Look at this! There's <laughs> a penguin on it. It was the best time, and I really loved it. Um, but I would encourage anyone to check out their website, solutionsatwork.org, and give what you can, your time, your items, um, funding. It's all appreciated. And They're really looking for some summer items, especially in the kids' area. So if you have summer items, um, feel free to check them out and drop them. It's a great option.
1: Yeah, we've donated a lot of our stuff to them over the years. Um, my mom's brought down like bags and like all this bougie stuff bougie stuff well so I saw this
0: guy came in um and he was going out he got a job and he was coming in here for his like four suits so he got like four suits four dress shirts four ties a couple pairs of shoes like he he walked out of there and he like had a big smile on his face yeah. like he's now he's gonna have like outfits yeah like, he can really go to nice work stuff, yeah. yeah and like nice stuff. it
1: was nice I was like you look good I went to their benefit uh, oh yeah they had okay uh, a few months ago and Jimmy tingle was the the host He was pretty funny and it was at a church um over at harvard in in harvard square i'm blanking on the name right on garden and uh it was it was a really good benefit like the just the people there a huge diversity of Mm. folks coming Mm -hmm. to the benefit it's a small organization really small uh and i think they really could use a lot of support yeah so for folks out there, if you want to donate your time, but more importantly your financial contributions, they could use it.
0: Yeah, and I actually will post something on Twitter, and you can um, I'll retweet it. Retweet it. They're doing this like Red Sox benefit drive where you can um you can actually give to the donation the give to the organization, but you also are being entered into a raffle for some pretty good Red Sox
1: tickets. Oh, nice. Yeah. So anyway, um, I will tweet that out. It's great that you went. So then uh, before Tuesday, we did have a Monday night council meeting. We did. It was lit. I'm just kidding. So we uh, voted. <laughs> it was. I love how much you laugh at my jokes. I love Narrator. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, so we voted to approve the budget for FY20. Get ready, folks. It totaled over $678 million. 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 Have you seen that movie Blank Check? No. Oh, you have to see it. You get a blank check and then you're just like, what do I do with it? What am I going to do? And I'm like, if I had $678 million, I'd pay for fire, police, (laughs) schools, housing, (laughs) housing. Anyway, that's what we did. (laughs) So it was, it was a good meeting. We did had to do a lot of roll call votes, Mm -hmm. which means they you have to be asked individually to, to vote. To vote. I, I've. I had a hard time <laughs> <I know. laughs> there's a couple times where I was like oh <laughs> was like
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh yes um yeah so I so I I had a couple of issues with some of the budgets that yeah. came forward um one was around the multicultural art center in East Cambridge so I had asked during the budget hearing some questions about whether or not the multicultural art center was kind of holding up its end of the bargain by providing enough time and programming dedicated to the arts and ensuring that the Cambridge community was participating in the programming, you know, in a meaningful way. So I asked for a budget and a plan from the Multicultural Arts Center to move forward with their funding allocation of $200,000 that they get every single year. Um, so as part of a development deal dating back to the 90s, the city of Cambridge allocates 200 grand uh, annually to the Multicultural Arts Center, which really only covers operating expenses like rent and utilities. So any arts organization or an individual artist, you know, would love the opportunity uh to have access to that kind of guaranteed unrestricted funding so the multicultural arts center has a responsibility to provide affordable spaces for artists to practice their craft um unfortunately i felt like the additional information we got out from the multicultural arts center left me with more questions than answered um but i didn't feel like i wanted to not vote for it because i think It's vital. That funding is vital to the survival of the Multicultural Arts Center. Um, But I I think that some operational practices probably need to change. And, you know, that funding just can't be unconditional and unsupervised anymore. Uh, The Multicultural Arts Center, as we heard, relies on private events for much of their funding. uh, And these events have sometimes taken precedence, precedence over the arts in recent years so some artists have said they've had to buy out the multicultural art center at market rate if their showings or performances or events interfere with a potential private event Um, and there have also been reports of logistical conflicts and major upgrades that the space should be making to make to be usable for the arts community so like i said i didn't want to hold up their funding because i think it's a really it's a gem of the in the community and it could be The potential there could really be unlocked, Um, but I propose that we preserve the space uh, by allocating the funding, but the Multicultural Arts Center will receive their $200,000, not in a lump sum like they have in the usual, but will go back to a past practice where they will get $100,000 up front, and then um, the rest of it, And in order to unlock the rest of the funding, they'll have to meet quarterly with the city manager and their staff to report on how they're making a more robust effort to accommodate artists, engage the community, and make their space more accessible. Um, the other thing that I had questions about was the Office of Tourism and um, what their future plans were with the funding that we give them. And, you know, one of the major themes through our the Arts Task Force that I've been chairing over the last eight months was that the arts are a huge economic driver in our city, responsible for millions of dollars in revenue each year. So a significant amount of that comes from the tourism associated with arts events. So if you think about Riverfest, or if you think about the Central Flea, all of that brings in um, additional revenue to our small businesses and our small retailers. So given that the, Office of Tourism announced during my questions in the budget hearings about their focus and their mission that they're planning to engage our small businesses and retailers and really pivot to support them. I thought that was the right opportunity to create a connective tissue between three city departments, the uh, Community Development Department's Economic Development Division, the Office of Tourism, and the Arts Council. So each of these three offices are a key support for the kind of three-legged stool that keeps our economy strong. So the arts, tourism, and our small businesses not only rely on each other to thrive, but it's part of what makes um, Cambridge unique. So because of that, I had asked um, the city manager on Monday night, to convene um, a monthly meeting with those three different departments to see if we can get them to better coordinate, making sure that we are recognize them all as economic drivers and how they might support one another in their efforts and their missions. during this difficult retail climate, you know we've often said that we can't do anything about Amazon or rising rents, but we can and should capitalize on the success of experience-based businesses, our vibrant art scenes, and draw as a tourist destination to support both artists and small businesses in a meaningful way. So the city manager was amenable to that. Um, I think having those meetings is gonna be um, really great for all of those three to really work together and hand in hand and try to figure out how to, you know, if you think about the the Riverfest that's coming up in June, that's a real opportunity for the the Office of Tourism to do some support absolutely. there. Yeah. Um and then, you know, working with the small businesses, how are they preparing for having that many people in Central Square? Are they gonna are they set up to do sidewalk sales? Like there's a lot of different things that I think that they could be coordinating around and really driving uh the economic growth around
1: arts issues. No, absolutely. I think I'm I'm very glad that you suggested that and i think there's a lot of communication that we think is happening but right. it isn't it isn't uh, and th- these are the things that we can identify and, and um I eventually make into a plan just to, to better help our local environment yeah and, and our artists and our artists mm-hmm. yeah who aren't doing grail <laughs> yeah as we know and on the piece about the multi-service multi-art center i think you know it's we we talked about it as a bit of a probation in a way mm-hmm. um because and the and the city manager mentioned this too we haven't been paying attention right and like uh, if, you know you through your work through the arts task force and um the fact that we have had um the the bridge bridge repertory theater who had an association mm-hmm. with them they're in they're, residence they're in residence they're no longer in residence so as city councilors, where we we have to kind of think about the, the, the ways we can strengthen um, strengthen our community and that kind of goes back to thinking about the budget yeah. in ways and so here we we really, res- we want there to be more arts, like you've said, we said right. that, uh, but we want it to be done in the right way and some of that data, especially the hours. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, and Olivia DiMavaggio who said in public comment, not all hours are created equal. Right. And there aren't, I, I mean, that was completely in, kind of inflated and so, um i think we need to have um more art art events in total at that space
0: yeah and i think the other thing that the vice mayor said that night was because we because we don't provide a ton of arts funding there's a real microscope on the arts funding that right. we do spend and so part of that is a function of we need to have a better handle on what we do spend and how we spend it exactly we also need to have more arts funding, yeah, so then it won't be as such a big anyways exactly, so yeah, speaking of funding, uh, we talked a lot about the school budget I know I was surprised how much we talked about the school budget, given that we had a four hour school budget hearing.
1: It was only four hours, yeah, yeah, yeah. yep, so better uh, than four and a half, yeah I, yeah. Yeah. It was really long. Yeah, it was long. Mm-hmm. So uh, there were a lot of concerns raised about the significant, and we talked about this last week, but the significant persistent achievement gaps between white students and our low-income students of color and our kids with disabilities. So some of the data from 27 MCAT to the 27 MCAS and the 28 MCAS, MCAS shows some some of these serious gaps and Councillor Simmons and Councillor Kelly exp- and Councillor Zonervan expressed serious concern and uh, felt that this budget, the school budget, was didn't address any of this in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. And so they had the option to, we have the option to, you know, we can't really change line items in the budget. Right. And so it is really under the purview of the school committee who's worked on this budget for presumably two years. Well, well, one year, one year, yeah, one year, I mean, they have a number of public hearings,
0: and yeah. they have significant input from the community they do it they they do their budget in a very different way. it's very public, it's very open, it's very um dynamic,
1: but with that said, there is this what the tension in the air is that despite all the money that we're spending, mm-hmm. we're not getting anywhere and but I I mean, I said this in my public comment at the meeting, I think we're getting somewhere. It, But it does, can feel very, very, very slow if you're that student of color, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If you're that parent whose son is not going to school, right? And um, Constra Kelly kept saying, look, the school system was great for my kids. Right, and I think that's an important point to make. It is, it mm-hmm. is, and so. It's been great for my kids. Right, it was mm-hmm. great for me. Um, even though I was a, I was low income and a student of color, um, you know, I, I didn't face these gaps, right? But so many of my peers did. Mm -hmm. And so why is it happening? I mean, we know, we've seen some of the data, that AP, AP um, scores have gone up for some students. There, there, there's more students of color taking APs. Mm -hmm. There's these things that there are these metrics, but it is, it is very concerning.
0: It is. And I, there, Councillor kelly and counselor zondervan both voted no and Councillor simmons voted yes but what well, i can't remember what the term that she used in protest
1: yeah but she wanted her um vote she just it wanted to be recorded as she was you know didn't approve of the school budget
0: right i think she was like this whole budget includes like police and fire and DHSP and like a whole host of things that aren't the school budget that are important and so she wanted to make sure that she voted for it but she wanted to do it in in protest of the significant and persistent achievement gaps that exist and that this budget she did not feel like was going to address those gaps in any meaningful way
1: yeah so it's complicated it's complicated it did pass Um, yeah We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And I think, you know, we have some school committee members who are like, look, look, we got to really do the work and like examine this and figure out what are... And it's not, I hate to say this, but it isn't just a Cambridge problem. It is, this is... But we're in a unique city that we have so many resources that how do we figure out some solutions to this problem? And that's...
0: And I think if I were on the school committee, I would be very frustrated that a city council member, members would receive a school budget after not having engaged an mm-hmm. entire year. Exactly. And try to digest 275 pages of a budget plus the data and then... Vote no. Vote yeah. no, yeah, yeah. I think it's that's that would be really difficult. Absolutely. So anyways, this, the budget is passed. It's passed. We got
1: through our second, second budget. Oof, oof. Yeah, we did it. Okay. We also had some committee hearings, some of which uh, one I... I was not on these committees I could attend one partially so I'll give you a little rundown of what that was and then we have another the hot topic explosive one that I missed unfortunately and I cannot wait to watch it you should watch it yeah I'm excited I'm gonna probably do that my Friday night come on liar (laughs) (laughs) so we had a meeting on um, net zero and so for those of you who don't know what net zero means it's Cambridge net zero refers to a building or community of buildings for which on an annual basis, all greenhouse gas emissions resulting from building operations are offset by carbon free energy production. So, you know, achieving this net zero uh, objective relies on a combination of energy efficiency improvements, renewable energy production, and where necessary, purchase of carbon offsets and. Um, which (laughs) I don't want to go into explaining, (laughs) it's too technical, but uh, we, um, the city, after 15 months of intensive discussions and some outside expert analysis and consultation across sectors, uh, the task force uh, delivered a 25-year framework for setting Cambridge on a trajectory uh, to becoming a net zero community. So the meeting kind of talked about the different Uh, legislative different action progress updates that um the the one guy who was in charge of our net zero task i've never even seen that guy was like who are you seth he was just so serious well he has a serious job serious job he was just you know he really made great eye contact have you ever seen that guy before no i (laughs) I never (laughs) i was like hey Hey. man (laughs) so he talked uh a little bit about the different um Legislative action that they're going to put forward, and the different uh, action items that we will be uh, eventually voting on. So, I'll touch on one that I think a lot of people are excited about. So, and that's rooftop solar. Mm. So, the rooftop solar requirement would be intended to help meet the net zero goal by encouraging additional on site renewable energy generation with a focus on solar. So, the um, action. The, would begin with the expiration of a requirement that all roofs on new construction projects must be solar ready and solar ready means that buildings are designed to accommodate the future installation of roof mounted solar panels uh including uh, uh solar thermal so <laughs> clearly i don't know anything about this area i was like i was taking trying to take so many notes it's just this whole anyway, so yeah, basically they're doing a lot of cool stuff. So in the future, um, the city will consider. <laughs> did you pay attention to the meeting? I did. <laughs> did you? I did. Okay, the city will consider options to require on-site solar installations for new buildings and major roof replacements, which which is great. Uh, I think one thing I brought up was that uh, there's a folks who've also talked about just green roofs in general, and so they are doing this technical study that. Uh, should be out by the end of the year to talk about how you can have perhaps obviously solar required, but potentially there is an opportunity to have more green green roofs. Green roofs are expensive but they're also uh, heavy. They're heavy but you know I think they can, they're more enjoyable I think like a garden rooftop garden mm-hmm. for example is I think much more enjoyable by the public you know as opposed to a ray of solar. But it, But the garden isn't creating any energy some of it can, the garden, yeah, like it, like so. Well, parts of the garden, right? Like it, if it's a green roof, mm-hmm. right? I don't. So maybe maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Am I wrong, people? I, I I thought that so green roofs in general can mean a, a whole array of different things. Okay. So you can have just vegetation, right? Right. But you can also have gardens and. Right. This, it
0: sounds like carbon sequestration. Yeah. Right? But it's not creating and storing energy like a solar array does.
1: That's true. But I mean, they're both good. I don't think they do the same yeah, thing. Yeah. I think solar. Yeah. Solar is obviously better. Right. But I, I just felt that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're both good. They're both good. They're both good. Yeah. Who wouldn't want a rooftop garden? I mean, we need more of them. We have one. We just have the one. We have one. That's true. Anyway. So we talked a lot about solar energy we talked a lot about um utilities and then i left oh yeah so what did i miss anything good there's a lot of questions
0: (laughs) yeah there was a lot of public do we there for public comment i
1: missed it a lot of people yelled at us did they Mm -hmm. oh i i I missed it we're not doing enough yeah climate change um no
0: it was i mean people were intense it was pretty intense meeting
1: yeah, I should have watched the public comment for that. Mm-hmm. I did hear some screaming. Yeah. Gosh. Okay, I know who that was. I know who you're talking about. Same lady. Yeah, same lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's a lot that the city's doing yeah. on becoming more climate, you know, resilient and uh resilient and um to becoming a more net zero friendly. So,
0: yeah, no, I thought the great the report was great. It's online. We it's online. Definitely share there's it. a presentation. Mm-hmm. And uh, you should definitely check it out cuz I think there's some good information in there. I know this is on, you know, t- top of mind for a lot of people and we sh- we should really be getting the information out about our net zero action plan and like Yeah,
1: it's it's about and 50 where we pages are. Yeah. and there's a lot of great information.
0: Yeah, we'll tweet it
1: out. Yeah. So what else happened? Speaking of energy. Yes.
0: We had a um, transportation and utilities committee hearing yesterday with eversource uh about (laughs) speaking of lit okay so essentially the electric grid here in cambridge is going to become overloaded based on the amount of development in kendall and alewife Um, and eversource needs to add more substation equipment uh, to an existing location uh, on panama and are proposing to build an entire new entirely new one to service the east cambridge area So the projected load growth based on projects already in the pipeline there are 34 in the east cambridge slash mit area not including uh, the metpipe and the gallery of projects that are in ordinance now will bring our usage from 70 megawatts to 170 megawatts so one megawatt is 1 million watts so it's a huge increase um, and their their current substations just won't be able to carry this low growth. So, Eversource is proposing adding onto their Putnam Ave location by adding a fourth transformer to that location. So, they've been having community meetings about that, and they went to the Board of Zoning Appeals on May 16th, and their case was continued until September because the BZA requested additional information prior to their approval for their variance. Um, but this delay, even Eversource says, might jeopardize the 2020 summer electricity load. Um, Eversource has also purchased and is proposing a location on Fulkerson Street to build a substation where there is not one, which has caused quite an uproar in the neighborhood. So this location is right across from the Kennedy Longfellow School uh, and has a giant field with, you know, playing, you know, soccer, baseball fields, the whole the whole nine yards. Um and it's in a residential neighborhood at the end of Kendall the edge of Kendall Square. So the neighbors, and rightly so, are pretty outraged that their neighborhood should have to bear the brunt of the development boom in Kendall, where there were lots of opportunities for the city and Eversource to work with a developer to access what they need, which is a one acre parcel um, as part of a past development deal in Kendall. So there was a lot of talk about how the city didn't do a good job planning, mm-hmm. Um So uh, in February, I put in a policy order asking that Eversource report back to us on a number of things in relation to this proposed site. Um, But the community was most interested in the following information that was in it. So I just asked the city manager to confer with Eversource and the appropriate city departments uh, to ensure that Eversource has undertaken um, the following analyses and impact reports before moving forward with the construction of their substation. So one of them was an environmental impact study of the health and safety impacts of locating a large substation adjacent to a residential neighborhood and elementary school via an independent outside study renderings that show building and site design and indicate the substation's footprint, height, and other critical design features, and then also renderings that show the plan distribution and and the streets that will be impacted to lay the conduits because it's not just about building a substation. It's about laying those conduits to get (laughs) to all the other places they need Mm -hmm. to go. Um, So we haven't heard back on that. And then we asked for an update on that very policy order on April 22nd, and we still haven't heard back from Eversource. So members of the community have heard that the substation will be quite tall, uh, over 80 feet, and I asked Eversource point blank yesterday if that was the case. Eversource refused to answer the question even after I asked it several times, Um, and I don't believe that they don't know. They've owned this property since 2016. They were looking to purchase a certain size parcel, um, they said yesterday, of 40,000 square feet. And basically, they stonewalled me, but I think we probably got our answer. Yep. Um, so during public comment, a resident stated that he was a member of the MIT Media Lab with Kids at the Kalo and he was willing to convene a group to look at alternative sites and alternative methods of delivering electricity, possibly through multiple sub- substation locations, and was willing to have Eversource and the city be part of that working group to meet from now until September. So that will be an order that comes from the committee, as well as asking Eversource again for the information that I outlined in the February and April policy orders and a legal opinion on whether or not we, as the city council, has citing purview at all over a public utility. Um, we have historically been told no, um, that the Department of Public Utilities will tell tell you that, they take, you know, a utility takes precedence. Obviously, yeah. they have to deliver electricity to people. Um, and that's obviously also a goal of ours is to make sure that people have electricity. Um, but the legal department has also been asked to look at other incidences. So at the meeting, um, Councilor Zondervan also suggested a moratorium on all special permits until we get this figured out. Um, but it seemed like, to me like the chair declined to put that forward, stating that we would wait until the working group had completed their work. Um, we're going to hopefully get their... Report back in September. Uh, but then Councillor Zondervan advised that he would be putting the order in himself at the next meeting as a moratorium on on any special permits, which Iram um, Farouk from the Community Development Department said that she didn't think we could do. The, yeah, authority. Yeah. We didn't have the authority to do, um, but I'm certain that over the next couple of weeks there will be some conversations about what we can do.
1: Yeah and so, the chair is vice mayor jennifer yeah 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 so i i uh
0: they I, they were really not answering my question how, was it the general council or the community representatives the community representatives okay i just asked you know how, like we've heard that it's going to be over 80 feet tall can you confirm that it, yes or yeah. no and he was like well blah 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 mm-hmm. can't because there's so many factors and i said you've done all this modeling for this presentation right you've owned this land for three years you know how many megawatts you know how much land you were looking for is it going to be over 80 feet tall yes or no and he said he
1: couldn't he couldn't answer me uh, well there's a lot to come on this topic i think because it's i mean i'm so mad that we don't even have the answers from the february policy order yeah yep. yeah yeah so hopefully we'll get the We'll get that information coming to the council. and soon. you
0: know one of the commenters last night was like, "I want to know why it has to be all on that one site.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Couldn't it be multiple sites like we're all we're just taking obviously Eversource is the expert here, but like, how do we know that we don't have alternative options to make several smaller ones or find another site? right,
1: right. so so that's well, I will watch that sometime this weekend let me know when you do and i look forward to to, was there a lot of public comment Mm,
0: no and it was kind of mixed because you know the people that are on putnam ave are also like please don't put another substation near our house which didn't get a lot of
1: um didn't talk about it too much
0: we didn't talk about it too much as the committee because it seemed like the the big thing right now because we know what what putnam is going to look like yeah and it's at the bza right now the Fulkerson one—it just seems like it's just this big mystery that they're stonewalling
1: us on, and yeah, it was a mystery when they bought it, and a mystery when mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a mystery the whole yeah the whole three years. Yeah, so yeah. it'd be nice to get that report back. So, it's Memorial Day. Yes, and uh, there's no meeting on Monday. No, so we're not back for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope you have a great holiday.
0: Yes, definitely. Please have fun, eat hot dogs, and watch tv definitely watch tv go see um book Book smart Smart. definitely go see Uh, book smart
1: yeah and just be kind to yourself sign up for a volunteering shift at solutions at work and eat a lot (laughs) because that's what i'll be doing no i'm kidding i'm actually going on a diet (laughs) no you're not no i am oh my god it's just been like eating everything in front of me anyway uh, stress eating stress eating (laughs) i i i have a i twitch were we talking about this? That so Is it soda water or... It's tonic water. Tonic water. You got to drink some tonic water and then Ugh, your eye I hate the taste of tonic it's, water.
0: I love it. Well, I have to tell you that I bought like five bags of those Cadbury eggs. You did? And I keep them in my locker. I can't stop eating them. That's why I gained all this weight. Because of
1: the Cadbury yeah, eggs? Yeah, so yes. I gave them to Sarah. <laughs> I gave the half the bag that I left. I was like, save my dignity. Just take these. <laughs> and I gave one thank to Thank God um, those aren't available year round. Thank goodness. Like, I... I went to Target that week after Easter. And they were gone? Or were they on sale? I I bought like 10 things of it. Seriously, same. Like, that's what's killed me. So don't do that, people. (laughs) Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Um, Yeah, so we'll see you soon.
0: We will see you soon. And I think we might, on our next podcast, have a very special guest. Yeah, we will. uh... So a little teaser. Little teaser. Little teaser. We will see you in a few weeks. Have a good Memorial Day Bye. Bye.